welcome back, my friends. It is episode two of the Brooklyn Buco podcast. With me again as your host, the nasal nut job that is Cav, aka Johnny Cigarette. How are you, my friends? How have you been since last week, since the, the first episode? Has a lot changed in your life? Is it same old, same old? That's okay. There hasn't had to be something new every day. As usual, I'm obnoxiously and ignorantly drinking out of uh, this new mug that I got last week, actually. It's a snake Zodiac mug. Nice, you know, nice depth to it. Uh, a cup of tea for like that would last you the entire day. Um, yeah, this okay. So this one, I was thinking I was gonna talk about the the moving situation we've um we've been through while we've been over here. So uh, so as I was saying last week, you know, we arrived, and um, so the way we went about it was we decided to uh rent a we did a sublet for three weeks off this girl. Um, in bed and uh, she was out. Uh, she actually tours with uh, Tame Impala, which was we thought was like pretty cool or whatever. And it was like you know it was a pretty nice nice spot. And because you know you come over here and you don't want to fucking um, you don't want to just rush into anything because you could end up like rent getting a lease for some fucking shithole. But uh, you know we moved in there and it was a it was kind of like a, a bit of a weird setup like. It was at like our kind of like space, like studio, and then it would be like a glass door into the kitchen, into another glass door, which was um, kind of like who we were uh, residing with was this this uh, tall man called Keith. And from, from the start, he seemed like a nice enough guy. He helped us carry our bags up when we arrived that night and everything like that. Um, but uh, as like those three weeks progressed, God, we saw, we just got so sick of this guy. Oh my God. Just constantly, his bellowing voice, uh, constantly just talking absolutely shite on the phone about, like, his, like, kid with, like, ADHD and, like, fucking yada yada and, like, all t- giving life advice to all these other guys. It's like, Jesus, you never fucking get out of the house. Um, and, uh, you know, we wouldn't really, like, there would, thankfully, at the same time, there wasn't any real interaction um, until, like, one day, I think we were, like, at the time, you know, we would, we had just kind of started looking for jobs, so we, um, but we were taking our time as well, because you want to, like, settle in properly, you know, get the bank account sorted, get the phone set up and everything like that, and um, I think at the time I was working on a good friend of mine, uh, Dylan Theodore, and uh, Rob's film, amazing, uh, honestly, one of my favourite films that came out of uh, IDT last year. Um, and also another good friend of mine, ha, Dylan Brannock, the Dusty Brannock. Because it was a kind of like a return the favour sort of thing, because I'd worked on their films, or they had worked on my films as well, and done really good jobs, as well as other people. I'd like to say thanks as well, obviously, to own Pooh Rice and uh, Sarah, Davin Murphy, Caldwell McCoke. But uh, yeah, I think I was working on Dylan and Rob's film at the time. And, um, the, you know, he, he knocked on our glass door and he was like, sorry, uh, guys, um, you know, there was like a whole bag of sugar here earlier on and, uh, and now the whole thing is fucking empty. So I was just wondering which one of you guys would like to, uh, maybe go to the store and get some more. 
and uh, Ash and I kind of looked at each other, and just just because I was like a little like physically closer to him, I just said, "Oh, I don't, you know, I don't think either of us touched that sugar." And he was like, "Okay, okay." Uh, so I'll just I'll just go get it then. And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then he like kind of slammed the door. What the hell? And I said to her, "I was like, you." Well, it was you know I was obviously going to be the suspect. I'm a fucking sugar fiend. Hence the lack of tooth last week. Obviously, uh, but uh, I was like, no, it wasn't Mia, and she doesn't take sugar in her coffee or tea. Um, but uh, we were like, what the fuck? So when we eventually got out of that place or whatever, we were we were glad to glad to see the back of that guy, but not the cat. We were looking after a cat while there, what called Finn. Shit name for a cat, I know. But uh, he only had one eye, and he was he was a big guy, but he was he was cute. We liked him a lot. Um, and so from then then we were lined up to move into this other place, but that ended up fucking falling through, and it was a case as well. They just never really got back to us, so we we're in a very panicked situation. And then thankfully from friends over here, um, I can't say it enough. Like they let us like sleep in sleep in their houses, like wherever it might have been, like a a drawer or a cupboard or maybe the bath. But uh, in that panic situation, we ended up moving into our next place, which is um, my friends don't ever do an Airbnb in uh, 412 Throop. Holy cow. This guy that lives there, who we subloaded from, should, I, should he remain nameless? Is anybody even going to listen to this podcast? I don't know. But uh, kind of from the get-go, you're kind of like, this guy is a little weird. He's got very much, um, he's a small guy, our age, but looks like maybe in his like 40s or 50s. Um, smokes a single cigarette a day. He's, qu- he's quite the comb-over going on. He's very much like a, a 3D Homer Simpson. He's got these three thick strands just like straddling over the top of his scalp. And, uh, but yeah, we're like, yeah, you know, we're, we're not in the, it's, it's, he's asking way too much, but we're not in a position to say no at this stage, so we say yes, we're doing a month by month sort of thing, and then, oh, oh, good grief, how that month just got weirder and weirder, so, over, like, awkward, um, dinners and breakfasts and things like that, we, we would find out, mainly through his, like, girlfriend, that he was quite, there he was, the, these uh, born again Christians, and she said, I remember her saying to me one day, well, she was like, yeah, Justin, he, he had a, a bout where he wasn't, with, but he's returned to us again, he has returned, I'm like, jeez, well, what the fuck did he do, I get fucking kicked out like that, and so, uh, so there was that element, and then, there was one particular incident one night where we had our friends over here, Ewan and Zoe, over for like just a couple of beers in the backyard, and it was nice, you know, summer evening or whatever. And I came back in at one stage to just, you know, grab another bottle from the fridge or something like that. This guy is just so fucking weird. He he made this fucking like, like I don't know what it was like, kind of like a a wooden box that I think he would keep like just duvets and stuff in, but. So he rented out his room to the Swedish girl that he knew, so he was sleeping down there on this box that was basically like a coffin, 
and he was lying there in quite a like sleepover club pose watching professional um wrestling which which is to me couldn't be more like in the closet but also obviously with his re religious views that would be against against the grain so he goes uh hey uh Keith and I was like uh yeah just what's up and he goes who are those guys out in your back garden I was like oh they're just friends of ours um and I'm you know I'm just about to ask the poor guy I'm like hey do you want to join us or something like that tear away from the fucking undertaker for a moment in your fucking coffin and he's like oh you gotta come to leave and I was like what he's like yeah you gotta tell those guys to leave and I was like, what? He goes, well, you never said that they were coming over, so they can't be here. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And I go out. And he goes, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's okay this time, but it can happen again. So I, you know, go out and explain this to the guys. And I'm like, what the fuck? And obviously that makes them feel very uncomfortable. They leave. And so, kind of like vexed by this or whatever, the next morning, I brought it up with them again. Um, and uh, I just asked, I was like, how come, you know... Justin, it seems that you were able to have people over to the house all the time working on this. Oh, guys, I think um, when I'm putting up this podcast, I'll link you the website. Fucking just, he was doing this, he was like making this like his version of Craigslist basically for like artists uh, and residents and stuff like that. But on it, this just clarified he was a pure fucking Ron Atkinson, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bean without any charm. as a full on alien. Uh, he had these like fucking commandments that he'd written himself to live by and also a letter to the earth that yeah so he does not like this at all he does not like me taking a stand and um, the next day he just you know he comes out with all this like his reply was just this fucking like gibberish just like shaking in his teeny boots his fucking comb over falling apart um, and uh, he says, uh, the next day I'm in work, at the time I was doing an internship in Cartoon uh, Studio in, in Brooklyn, and I get a call from Ashton, and she's saying he wants to talk to us later on, apparently tonight, and it was, it, the next day was the first of the next month, which is when we'd be, but we were doing a month-to-month -month thing, so, and I fucking knew, I knew straight off the bat, I was like, this guy is fucking, he's going to try and kick us out. But, you know, thinking, oh, he has a Christian heart or whatever. He's, uh, he'll let us stay the one more night so we can suss ourselves out or something like that. And uh, I, uh, she calls me then. She goes, yeah, he, he wants us out, but he wants us out tonight. And I was like, are you kidding me? And she's like, no. And she's freaking out because she has to go into work that night. So I return home and I'm fucking fuming. I remember I skated home and literally so fast because like, it was like my foot was stamping constantly into the gravel. I was, you know, vein popping in the side of my head, looking like fucking like the little boot of Italy, pulsating, and uh, I get home, and I, we have to do all, all our laundry, and I realise I have to pack up all our stuff, and I find, I go down, and I see him reading, um, reading at the kitchen table, or whatever, and he goes, oh, so did anything? You know, you'd see her name constantly written, written in emails and stuff like that, but yet he still chose to call her Aisling. It's, a, it's Ashley, you fucking moron. Anyway, he's like, Aisling, uh, explain the uh, situation. 
And I was like, yes, Justin, she did. And I was like, are, are, like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, can you give me some sort of reason why you're kicking us out? He goes, well, I used to like that sign of disrespect you gave me the other night. And I was like, well, I was just trying to come I was just talking to you, my friend. I was just having a conversation. Uh, and you obviously weren't having it. And then I was like, is there anything else that seems to be? And But he was ready for this one. Oh, boy, was he ready. He runs. He does a fucking 50 meter sprint to the fucking cupboard and he whips out this tea towel that he'd bought. That had been on the kitchen table a couple of nights ago and we just like placed it onto like the window in the kitchen. And he goes, look at this. Look at this. It's all, it's all uh, crumbles and everything. He goes, and I was like, what, what the fuck do you want me to do? Do you want me to get a dry clean or something like that? Is that what it, this is all about? And he goes, don't stain. And I was like, show me the stains. Show me the stains, my friend. Nothing. So we kind of like, I was like, there's no way, I was like, you can't, you know, you're supposed to be this Christian man or whatever, there's no way that you can let us stay one out, you, you, you say you're a big follower of Jesus, but yet you kick us out into the fucking cold like that, how, how could you do something into the fucking gutter, and without a stutter, he's like, no, sorry you guys, you have to get out tonight, and I was like, fuck, you know, go around the corner, do the laundry, and I started packing up. Thankfully, you know, it's still the start of the time here, so we hadn't picked up that much, like, belongings at that stage, but still took a fucking while. And so I'm waiting for Ashley to get home from work, and she's working uh, quite a late shift, so I think we end up leaving at, like, 12. But at one stage, like, you know, I'm just kind of t- t- thinking, what items from the kitchen can I take with us? And uh, I end up emotionally eating any cereal that I that we picked up because obviously you know it's Americans all the American cereals are quite a novelty over here and I show, throw them all into one big bowl and I'm eating them all down there and he comes down and it was almost like him and that fucking Mary of Magdalene that he has were celebrating the fact that we were leaving our fucking heathen selves and so they'd had a big fucking spread and they'd fucking had their hour last supper basically and he comes down and he's like in pants, and it's almost like he's trying to say, he, he, he'd actually change jumper, as if he was saying to me, yeah man, I just had sex, I'm not a virgin, I just had sex, and he comes over and he's like, oh, hey man, how you going, and he, he readjusts the comb over and stuff like that, he's got the M and the G in the side of the ear, and uh, he um, he says, uh, oh you know, I'm really, I feel really terrible about the way it all worked out, and I'm like, mm. I just kind of grunt at him, and he goes, you know, I, 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 during Shoma, I'll probably have a couple of barbecues. And uh, if you guys want to come over. And I was like, yes, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll come over for your little barbecues. Fuck off, you fucking idiot. As if we'd ever fucking step fo- forth in your fucking house of sin again. So, in between that time, you know, we're trying to find, like, a permanent place. But it's, it's very fucking difficult to find over here, my friends. Very difficult. And in between that time, we end up doing like an Airbnb. And the first one was like quite out of the way. It was out in Rockaway Ave. And it was like the best we could do with the funds that we had at the time. And this place was like a fucking prison cell. It was like downstairs. Uh, it was like underground. And there was like bars in the window. And it was just this tiny little bed and this tiny cramped little room. And I remember the two of us just sitting on the bed one night and just being like, fuck, this really is rock bottom. You know, was this the right idea coming over here? And, you know, is this is this it? Like, and then whoosh, the bed 
goes out from under us because we didn't actually know that the bed was on wheels and it and we were literally like just like fucking hell like this is so bad but thankfully Ashton sleuths around again after listening to so many murder podcasts you know she's like gotten to the bottom of the case she finds this new um airbnb for us to get out of there thankfully out of that fucking hellhole we do a bit of a prison break yeah, into this new place, um, which is more, which is in Bushwick, and it's like this place called Elder Street. Oh my god, it was that was a treat. That week was one of the best fucking weeks we had over here. It was like this uh, big apartment block, um, fucking. But they had this amazing roof. That was the thing, and it was just like you know, this is like fucking like start of the summer, and every night there'd be something going on up there. Like they'd be like screening movies. That I saw do the right thing up there for the first time such a good movie i feel like they should play that movie when people are coming over to new york for the first time because that movie just screams new york but when i originally arrived there um the guy i got in i think from like work or something like that and i brought like our cases over and stuff and this guy is there and he's on the phone and he's like hey man what's going on what's going on my name's uh cory um how are you man are you like uh are you on the airbnb and i was like oh yeah man how's it going and he goes, oh, cool, cool, cool. And then another guy, he, he arrives home from work, and they're like, oh, dude, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think their t- names were like Corey and Cody, both from California. And, um, you know, we're like hanging out. And at the time, I think I was trying to, like, you know, do my, like, resume. And uh, I then uh, out of nowhere, then the guy's like, hey, man, you want to hit? And I was like, well, that's quite a nice gesture of you. You know, we've only met, we've only, we've only been here, like, 15 minutes, and already you're offering me, like, this, like, ball. And, you know. I don't know, people People know me, I'm not, I hardly smoke weed, I'm not that big, I'm not a fan of it, like, whatsoever, if it's there, I'm like, okay, sure, but it's not my cup of tea, I prefer a drink, personally, um, a 40 over here, a fucking, uh, Miller High Life, hands down, every time, but I'm like, yeah, sure, and again, it's the case as well, never done that sort of thing before, so I'm even like, how the heck do I even do this, and he's like, you know, just fucking, you hold that little holder, you just light it up, and then, Oh my god, it fucking blows the head off me. And we're all just like three of us sitting around there. I have no concept of time. I don't know what the fuck is going on. In my head, I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? Who the fuck are these two guys? I had thought my brain had been transported into like this like surfer stoner guy. This was me now for the rest of my life. I was like, I have been cursed. This is a hex. I was terrified. Uh, Across the room... The guy, the original guy, he started just freaking me out. I was like, what is that guy doing? He kept, like, bringing his hand up to his head and back down bent really quickly. And in my very, like, very uh, paranoid skull, I was like, this guy's fucking throwing darts at me. And I was, like, dodging to and fro. I was like, get away from me. I was like, stop doing that. I look over then and he's, like, he's just, all he's doing is drinking a fucking Fanta or something. Lemon, I don't know, maybe orange. And so, uh, I mean, I was just like, I need to get the fuck away from these guys. And then at one stage, then as well, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, he says this comment, and you know, with all this as well, of course, I'm a little giggly. He says this comment, then as well, and he goes, Hey man, you never met Derek? He's saying to the other guy, he's saying, You never met Derek? Hey, and he's like, No, man. He's like, How do you, have you never met any of my wheelchair friends before? And I was like, What? I was like, what do you mean, wheelchair friends? I was like, <laughs> what a weird 
statement. Come on. Who has like a quite a collection of like disabled friends like that? It's just bizarre. It's like fucking like a, a, a trio of fucking tiny Tims. Anyway, they're like, hey man, do you want to come up to the roof with us? I'm like, no guys, you know, I actually got to finish this resume. Um, and then I'll join you up there in, I don't know, 50 minutes, something like that. They're like, cool, cool beans, man. Cool fucking beans. We'll see you up there in a bit. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I jump. I fucking run to this room that we're staying in. I lock the door and I'm freaking out. I'm texting Ash and I'm like, when are you going to be home? Please, these guys are going to fucking kill me. This is a terrible mistake. We're in so much shit right now. I, my head is going to fucking explode. And I remember thinking as well, I was like, I need something to calm me down. Um, I'm so fucked right now. And uh, I thought to myself, I was like, think, think, think. And I thought, hey, I'll watch a show. But I needed a show that was so down to earth, so fucking just like run of the mill that would just like just bring me back into reality. And I ended up going for uh, Seinfeld. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Holy cow, that, that terrible experience opened my eyes to an amazing show. It's one of my favorite fucking shows now. Um, it brought me right down. I'd like to say thanks to fucking Larry David and the rest of the crew. Hmm. Personal favorite of mine at the time was, uh, of course, Kramer. I know that's a lot of people's favorites. And then it's like, I don't know, a lot of people know about this. Well, obviously, it's a, it was like a big deal, but I don't know, for people that are, aren't as familiar with the show, just look up. There's like this night that he did at a comedy club like a couple of years ago. You know, just check that out and kind of you know, changes your view of him. But of course, still love the character, still love him. Um, so, but yeah, like, amazing, we go up to the roof all the time up there, it was so cool, there was, like, this pylon up there, it was, like, whatever, like, almost, like, another two stories up onto the apartment, and this old, like, 80-year-old man would go up there every afternoon, I don't know what it was, was it a case that he was, like, doing it to commemorate his, like, wife's death, or something like that, but he would always go up there, and he would get a ladder, and he would get up onto the first, kind of, like, uh, level of the pylon, which is, like, scary enough, you're very, very fucking high there, and then with just pure, brute, old man strength, he would lift the ladder up onto the next tier, go up again, and then he would just take these amazing pictures up there. I was like, you are fucking nuts. Like, I suppose maybe at that stage, you don't really give a shit as, as much anymore. But uh, yeah, fucking amazing. Amazing fucking time there. And yeah, from there then, we got a place. So that was like for just a week, and then we got a place in... Um, back over kind of to Crown Heights area, it's a really nice area, really enjoyed staying there because it, um, it was super close to Prospect Park, which is really, really fucking nice, really nice for like a walk and stuff like that, you go there in the night and like, I draw there a lot of the time and there'd be these like fireflies going around and stuff, it was so cool and, uh, while we were there, we were staying with these, this guy's, um, Zachy is like a lawyer or something like that and one of the ones you know it's kind of awkward it's just like would always make small talk and stuff with us and then this other guy moved in um and he was doing just kind of like a bit of a sublet as well just for the month the same as us and at the time I was working on uh, my last film uh, Buckle Up and I was doing it down in his room which was originally unoccupied which I had been told was like a communal space but then like you know he'd come down and he'd be like Hey man, you know, sorry, can you please, like, leave? And I'd be like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, whatever. And then, uh, well, I do remember, like, you know, not, nothing crazy went on. I, I was, like, very busy, like, working there um, a lot of the time. And But I do remember one night, or one day, coming home from Manhattan. And, uh, you know, it would be my usual thing to go back, straight back down there and keep working on the film. Because I was doing it for 
obviously a good friend of mine, Gareth Lyons. He hosts uh, Amazing. Um, the only person I think that I know that would be able to do something like this uh, amazing like alternative animation festival at home called Hackfest, and I was trying to get it in for this like deadline or whatever. Unfortunately, I didn't get it finished, but it's 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 done now. It's like up online and stuff like that. If you guys want to check it out, um, but uh, so yeah, but so Ashton obviously thought I was down there, and um, I hear you know, hey, hey, what are you doing down there? Come on, what are you what are you doing down there? And she would hear uh, eating like eat, munching crisps, you know, going mad on a, like going for a jog and a couple of walkers. And uh, and then I come out of the bathroom and I was like, "What are you shouting at?" And she's like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "I thought you were down there. I think that's the Indian guy down there, and he was just eating crisps really loudly." And I was just shouting at him, being like, "What? The, what are you doing out here? Give me some crisps! Give me some crisps up here!" But um. Yeah, so that was just for the month, and then obviously in that time again, then it was a case of like on the hunt for the the finally, you know, it was what was that? That was like we moved basically like six times. We needed like we needed the home. We needed the fucking like place that you raise an IKEA fucking cabinet in. Um, and so we finally we arrived here. We kind of went full circle. We went back very near to like where the original place was. And, um, yeah, we ended up, uh, back in Bedside, place we are now, we got it through, like, a real estate agent, fucking hell, it's, lad was such, such a prick, um, but, uh, yeah, we got it, but it had been, um, it had been, uh, newly restored or whatever, but Jesus, the guys, the builders, fucking hell, I know, cause I, like, a lot of the family on my mom's side are, like, uh, carpenters and builders and stuff like that always know they do like incredible jobs the guys over here don't give a shit and i remember us coming in on the first day and the guy is like he's like yeah man don't open that cupboard door because uh the light is there and i was like why did you put a glass light in front of the door when you know, why Why would you do something like that? We had all this fucking shit with the sink, the bath. You know, I enjoy a nice bath. The fucking plug wouldn't fucking close and all sorts of... Anyway, you know, we've made it around now and it's like very... We've also got a new roommate. I got for Ashton's birthday. Billy. Billy. She's outside at the moment. Probably asleep. A little, a little black cat. She's something else. She's a real cutie. Real fucking, you know... Vera from Coronation Street, saggy belly on her, but she's something else. Um, but uh, yeah, and like you know as well, it's the case as well that um, we have uh, it's very you know it's it, you know yourself it's a very case it's a case of like gentrification or whatever here. So you know there was a lot of like kind of like very much the locals like live downstairs and there was. We, we, you know, pass and say, it's like, it's always, like, very courteous, everyone's like, oh, hello, how are you, lovely to see you, how are you, um, and, uh, but there was one, the people that live directly below us, uh, for quite some time, they would constantly blare music, and it was just, like, non-stop, and the, the, the thing is, as well, music, unlike my mother, music is not like a din to me, I enjoy music of 
any kind, more or less. Give or take that metal kind of screamo sort of stuff. Not my kind of cup of tea, for the most part. But the thing is with this, it was constant radio, which meant constant ads, which last summer constantly meant wow, wow, wow. Wow, I know you want to see my nicky, nicky, nicky. So, it's the, you know, she's constantly DJ, DJ Khaled, DJ Calypso. So, you know, I get to my wick one night when we come back and I bang on the door. And I, and I just say, would you please, you know, knock that off. We go upstairs, whatever. And it, it turns off. And then, so the next day I come home from work, whatever. And one of the girls that's outside, um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay because we're pals now or whatever. But, uh. She follows, She comes in with me into the apartment. I'm quite courteous. I open the door and everything for, her, which you know, it's just like a natural thing. And uh, she's she goes into that apartment. I didn't realize she lived there. I didn't know who was lived there. I thought it was like a fucking l- bunch of lousy teens. And she's like, uh, "Hey man, uh, I think your girlfriend was like banging on my door." Which is you know, it's a fair enough comment to start off with. I have quite slender fucking wrists. I don't have fingernails of a woman, that's for sure. But you know. Uh, easily could fucking you know you could anyway uh and i was like oh yeah and you know i'm usually quite a stuttery guy when somebody says something to me i'm i can't get anything back out again um but over here because a lot of people say to so many personal comments in one of the positions i was working in over here you constantly you would you know get a lot of abuse i had this back that i built up plus i was just coming home from work and i was like yeah and she was like, yeah, we, yeah, tell him not to do it again. And I was like, maybe you shouldn't play your music so loud next time. Mm-hmm. How about that? And uh, she says, um, I'll play my music as fucking loud as I want. And I'm kind of thinking now, maybe I shouldn't be telling this story because it's fucking, this could be going right down into plug hole into her fucking earlobe. Anyway, amplify it in through a fucking hoop earring. And so she says, uh, and, I, and, and she goes, I'll play my fucking music as loud as I fucking want and I was like just honestly just turn it down like a little bit it's just it's very it's very irritating I'm walking upstairs and she goes you know she's like fuck you faggot and you know I just can't believe it's so weird I just it's so weird people still use that word it's such a horrible like nasty word but it's still very prominent over here I feel like probably still the case at home as well around them around a particular crowd but um I'm just always like what the fuck so anyway I just didn't worry about it and then you know, I'm, I, it was a long day or whatever, so I'm like, just like, I'm gonna, and I was meeting up with friends of mine who were over here for the week, and Jess and her boyfriend Richard were, were here, and we were meeting up that night in a really nice bar in Crown Heights, I really like called Superpower, definitely check it out if you're here, and, um, and I get so freaked out, basically, for the entire day, I hear her constantly telling everybody that's on the block about the fact that I did this thing and they know my name and everything like that and I start freaking out I said actually I'm like shit I'm I'm in big trouble here I've, I think I've really fucked up and uh, I keep hearing her you know she's like yeah you fucking you said this and then she would every time she tell the story again she run back into the apartment bang on her door pretending to be me and put on this like fucking like little squeaky voice Fair enough, Mickey Mouse. And uh, I was just like, fucking, I was so freaked out to go out that night. I was like, what if there's some fucking guy waiting down there to me now? Yeah, you're knocking on my fucking girlfriend's door. How about I fucking knock your lights out? Bidet! And I'm like, uh, 
and he's walking here all over my fucking corpse. And um, so, you know, it takes, you get, get like, have to build up the guts to like go out that night and everything like that. And, you know, it turns out it's actually fine. They kind of forget about it. I'm like, I think we're going to have to like move again now because of this. They don't, they don't give a shit. They're all out there smoking up away. And I'm like, hey guys, you know, I turn to them all. We do like a Mighty Ducks huddle. I'm like, guys, I'm really sorry about the way I acted earlier. We're the new people here. Shouldn't take that sort of attitude. I'm sorry. It won't happen again. I want us all just to get along. We're all neighbours here. There doesn't need to be any, like, any uh, friction like that. And they're like, don't worry about it, baby. It's fine. And I was like, oh, really? And they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. You, you're good. You're cool. You're cool. And I was like, thank you. And they're like, you should please come out and smoke with us sometime. And I was like, me? Really? And I, at that time, I thought, I, I fucking never felt so fucking white before. But, uh, yeah, I think, but now we're here, yeah, we haven't fucking, we haven't fucking left since. Um, I think one thing I want to address as well with this is, is probably a lot of people think, they see this, they'll probably see this podcast going up and stuff like that, and they're probably going to say, oh, fuck, it's that fucking calf guy again, he thinks he's a fucking, oh, he thinks, oh, because he's in New York now, oh, he's going to do a podcast. And, you know, I thought, I've been thinking about this for a while, and it's just, like, it's a very rough little, just tiny project I want to do. Um, if anything, I think the reason I'm doing it is there's a lot of people that I miss at home, and I, you know, hope it's the case as well that they miss me. And, you know, we don't really converse that much, which is a shame. I wish we did. Um, but uh, the reason I did it was it, it's just a way of saying, just letting you guys you know, letting you know how, how I'm getting on over here, telling you, I just want to tell you these funny little stories that I pick up along the way, hopefully make you smile, that's one of my things in life, I just, I really enjoy cheering people up, and I, re- like, really hope that these shitty little whatever half-hour nuggets, you know, just make you, if they make you smile at least once, I think that'd be pretty cool, um, but, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's the reason I'm doing it, um, so yeah, you know, let me know what you think, I think I'm probably going to call it there. I feel like I was stumbling around in the last one. I think probably, you know, this one has been a little rough here and there. You know, get the nail file out, get it out of the cake that you sent into prison. Um, I feel like I just don't know how to end things. I don't, I don't know. Um, if it's the case, if he makes it, I'd like to say a thank you as always. My partner in crime, Connor Buckless. Um, the main man, he's he's thankfully done the theme music for this. If it, it if it plays at the start of it, you'll know it's there. If it's not, then that's fair enough. He's living the life over in uh, Switzerland at the moment with a woman twice his age. He's a uh, uh, Saint Bernard, Bernard, Bernard at his feet. Oh, I think he's having a whale of a time. I hope he's doing good. All right, you 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 fiends, I'm out. See you, see you, see you soon. <laughs>